lights This is not just a game This here is my life Cameras on me, yeah, yeah everybody live from my living room it is the ozone we're back up and at them post unicorn season and i'm feeling good i'm here with my brother terry also known as the icons how you Ooh. doing what's the word I'm, <laughs> i've been on lockdown just like everybody else the word is life is beautiful and let's get it done let's do it we got a new new perspective and everything right 2021's here let's do it I, hey, listen, New Year's ain't me. But last they heard from us, we talked about Canelo and Callum Smith. And your boy, Callum Smith, who you said set the record for most jabs in a round, decided to not throw any punches. Just give me a quick post sum up on what you think happened with Callum Smith and why is it that everybody's scared to hit Canelo? I, you know, I spoke to some boxers and they just feel like it's actually something where, you know, people are not want to hurt the machine. I feel like Callum Smith went in there not with the idea of winning, but just participating. And I feel like he let down all of the boxing fans because we want to see a fight. Even if you win or lose, I would still want to see you fight because you're a fighter. And this is what fighters are supposed to do. This is why you're paid, right? So we can't stand around and watch you get your bicep ruptured and and you run around and be afraid of the smaller man that you look like you might have two feet on (laughs) you know what i'm saying and height and reach and and don't fight back i just don't understand it canelo needs to be pushed and got walked down got walked down by the little man (laughs) he he, he walks you down he makes you not want to (laughs) throw which is crazy you sent me that i couldn't believe it yeah i'm really interested to see uh you know this will lead us to where we were where we are today I'm interested to see what happens at the end of this year because Canelo has two fights set up, one against Yildrim later this month and then set up to unify potentially at 168 against Billy Joe Saunders in May. Um, here's the thing. I gotta, I, I'm doing Ock and Barack show from zone tomorrow, and I'm going to say the same thing. I feel like Canelo Alvarez has – taken a lot and learned a lot from his loss with Floyd Mayweather 10 years ago, eight years ago, however long that was, and not just from the boxing perspective. One of the things that he's learned is who to fight and who not to fight. Can't be mad at Canelo because he moved up. I can't be mad at Canelo because he fought the guy with the belt, to be honest. So I'm not going to knock Canelo. Canelo went in there and he did what he was supposed to do. He beat a guy, he beat a much bigger guy up. And it, everybody can that salty Canelo can be mad. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan myself, but he did what he was supposed to do. Now, the thing that I would like to see him do is I would really like to see him face the guys that are athletically on the level. I would say the most athletic fighter that he's fought since he fought Floyd Mayweather would be Danny Jacobs. And he shut right. Danny down. But when it comes to Floyd did something very tricky slash smart that nobody seemed to understand because he was so good at spectacle is that he didn't really fight dangerous fighters of African-American descent for the last, I don't know, seven, eight no. years of his career. So he always had an athletic advantage to the guys that he was fighting. Canelo seems to be taking a similar approach in the sense that he has a physically athletic advantage, which is impressive seeing that he's the smaller man most of the time. 
but I think it speaks to the fact that he doesn't want to face Gennady again, uh, although he does have an athletic and age advantage against Gennady. But he also knows he's in for a fight against Gennady. He's going to have to pack a lunch. Um, and I'm interested to see who he, who you know. So you low-key cherry-picking? I don't know. I can't go that far because he is fighting the guys with the belts. Kovalev had a belt. Uh, uh, Callum Smith had a belt. Yeah. Now, listen, if you go play a team in any sport, if you go pay, if you go play these guys and they don't do what they're supposed to do, you do what you're supposed to do and you pound them. And that's exactly what he's doing. So I can't be mad at him right. for that. And he is the champ for that. Why these other guys fold and roll over? Maybe the lights are too bright. Uh, you know, I don't know. But that leads us to someone who's another potential challenger who people seem to be very disappointed about last night, which was Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant beat up Caleb Truax last night and beat him up good. But people want to see a spectacular knockout. Uh, a family of the Ozone, uh, Anthony Durrell, was very upset on his Instagram last night because he said he was supposed he to was upset. Uh, it was supposed to be him versus Caleb Plant, and Caleb instead took the Truax fight. And uh, I don't know. People were upset. It's going to be interesting to see. Plant, he looks good, but against the way that Truax looked, he did not look great at that level. It looked like Plant should have gotten Truax out of there and should have not gotten hit the way that he got hit late in the fight, which didn't really make much sense. Um, so we'll right. see if his name's in the mix. I just think that a lot of times fighters would get lackadaisical when they get into a situation like that where you're pounding somebody and he broke he broke him down, but he didn't completely break his body down. And then he looked really good, but then he took some time off. And when you take time off again, take time off against some of the elite fighters, they're going to make you pay. You won't be able to just take time off and, you know, take a couple of those big shots because those, some of the big shots from some of the bigger fighters will put him on his back. They sure will. And they get you out of there. Cause he got hit on his chin. Yeah. And caught with a few different angles from a guy that was clearly beat already. The overhand right. <laughs> he got <laughs> uppercut. He got caught with a bunch of shots he shouldn't have got caught with. But uh, we'll see where that goes. The other big news in boxing is that Ryan Garcia, if you follow his, uh, if you follow Ryan Garcia's social media, he makes it sound like the fight against Manny Pacquiao is a done deal. And he's making it sound like it is not an ex- exhibition. It's a real fight. And his goal is to knock Manny out. Now, it's really interesting because I listen to what Devin Haney has to say. And Devin Haney's like, hey, man, I have the belt. And Ryan Garcia is ducking me as though he has the belt. And, you know, right. he, he called out Tank after the fight. Um, he said eventually he'll get to Devin. But the money is with Manny Pacquiao. And I'm very interested to see where this fight would take place weight-wise because I don't see it going well for Ryan Garcia. And I like Ryan a lot as a person and as a fighter even. But he's got a lot that he Myself needs included. to work on. Yeah, he's got a lot that he needs to work on. And congratulations to Ryan Garcia for getting baptized the other day. Praises up. Good yeah. for you man yeah um, but he's got a lot that he needs to work on before he he steps in there with the all-time great even on his way out because if they're talking about fighting at 140 147 that i don't know how many would make 135 after all these years but that would be ryan's best bet in my can't make no 135 come on come on man he did he living too good, and he's older. His metabolism slower, and everything else. One of the he's things good. that that Ryan Garcia uh, fight showed us, which is that he's got a lot of stuff that he needs to work on. He's a he's a great talent, but he needs a lot more work 
as far as fighting the elite fighters because some of those yeah. other guys would have got him out of there. I mean, his Luke footwork Campbell's was not sloppy. An elite guy. His hands were down. No, his hands were down, and he was way too comfortable for somebody who was actually in trouble. He has surprisingly slow feet for having extremely fast hands. Yes, yes, yes. Which is interesting. It's an interesting combo. You don't usually see that. Usually people that are fast are fast all over. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're quick all over. He has if, the opposite. And, and if you, if you're talking about him and Pacquiao, I got to take Pacquiao because Pacquiao and early, and, and I was going to say and early, maybe he can get him late, but if you don't get him, you got to get him it, within five rounds. If, yeah. if, if I think Manny gets him within five rounds and gets him out of there, uh, because the trap that Luke Campbell set up for him was really basic. It was. And Luke Campbell fell for the trap himself. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> Which is why I'm Luke Campbell is for myself. <laughs> which is why he's, he's <laughs> yes. Which is why he's not elite. But right, you know, it is what it is. There's a lot of interesting fights coming up. I tell you that if you if you read on the net now, they talk like Frank Warren speaks and Eddie Hearn are speaking like the the Joshua Fury fight is a done deal. It's just a matter of the where. Yeah, and it sounds like the Middle yeah, East is going to be who who, uh, who sends out all the money for them to have that fight there. I'm really excited about that. Really excited about that. I'm really excited about potentially being able to go to the rematch, which would take place at the end of the year in the UK, and hopefully we get COVID under control and we can be around each other once again. Which is crazy. Get him in, get him in the ring. Get him under control. Get, him get COVID in that Somebody ring. Somebody get under control. But I digress. We have an ex- extremely exciting Super Bowl and some extremely big news in the world of football, which I'm very surprised about. And for that, we want to bring in our resident football advisor out on the roads of America, Mr. Trucker Dave. Hello. Hello. Trucker Dave, live in the wintry mix of America. How you feeling? I'm feeling like a champion, my friend. <laughs> I love it. Your boy Tommy Terrific's back, right? Now, this is what I want to know. Is your allegiance to the Patriots or is your allegiance to touchdown Tommy, who made an incredible march to the Super Bowl sans Bill Belichick? Wow, I'm divided on that. I really can't answer it right now. You know, I'm a diehard Patriot fan. So what are you gonna do? Who are you gonna root for? Let's let's stick let's stick to what we let's let's catch the people up. What did you think going into Lambeau, Tommy Terrific, in the warmth of the Florida sunshine going into Lambeau? What did you expect out of that game? What surprised you? I was surprised at how aggressive that they were. That surprised me the most out of anything, and I thought that if anybody could beat Aaron Rodgers up there, it would be him, but I didn't think he would do it. I didn't think that he would do it because he had been playing, Aaron Rodgers, I'm speaking of, had been playing on such a high level. I was like, nah, it's, it's going to be almost impossible, man. Dude only threw five interceptions for the whole year. How are you going to go up there and beat him? And they, and, and they got fans, him. and they had fans at Lambeau. They sure did. Uh, yeah, they had 20,000 fans. And they also had a bad game plan. <laughs> a terrible game plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> terrible, 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 game terrible game plan up there, you know. And Especially at the good. end. They had a chance to win that game and go for three. You got a touchdown machine in Aaron Rodgers. Right. And right. Adams, and for some reason, nobody well, ever wants to guard safety. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for the field well, goal. <laughs> you know what? Even if you go and you don't get it, Look at how much time is left, and you got them pinned at the eight-yard line to go 92 miles, I mean, 92 yards, just to, you know, just to keep the ball. 
And right. uh, they didn't do it, man. They kicked the field goal. That was a huge mistake. That's the kind of thing that gets you fired. Now we're looking on the flip side. I personally liked Buffalo against Kansas City, and Buffalo went in there and they gave me classic underdog work where you go away from what works. Uh, I don't want to say that the lights were too bright for young Josh Allen, but one thing that I can say, and Leonard Fournette had it too, even though he made up, watching professionals drop footballs is so hard to swallow. I just can't understand. It is, man. And it's not necessarily the cold. You see it happen in warm weather places. You see it all over. It's just literally guys take their eyes off the ball. It's unreal to watch in the big game. Right. It's just unbelievable because these guys are being paid to do this. You know what I'm saying? So if you're being paid to catch the ball, maybe you don't catch it, uh, you know, 95% of the time. But at least give me 85 to 90% of the time. And a lot of the times it's with the guys being wide open. It's always when they're wide open. They'll make spectacular catches when they're when somebody's on them. I know. It's crazy. And it just shows you that some people are just prepared and some people are just like professionals, but they won't go the extra mile like Brady and the LeBrons and them to put everything out there on their craft to make their job so personal that it bothers them if they don't come through. And then you see why a guy like Brady will then go and find another guy who's serious about his game, like Rob Gunkowski, and bring him out of retirement. Like, you know what? That dude has mitts. I can guarantee yeah. that if yeah. I get him the ball in a big situation, he's going to pull it down. And if he doesn't, he's going to tear his ACL yep. and everything else. <laughs> trying to get it done. Trying to get it. Yep. Yep. And you know what? On another note, what people are looking at is that offensive line being injured on Kansas City, them losing them with two uh, linemen. That could play a big part. That means that JPP and Barrett and them, they might get good penetration, meaning that um, Mahomes doesn't have as long as he wants to uh, to throw a ball. So it, it's going to be interesting to watch what happens on the line because Tampa's got a good defensive line. Tampa has a good defense in general, and with the two-week break, I'd like to think that they'll get that secondary help back for the guys that got hurt. I actually mm-hmm. don't believe in Kansas City's defense. I think that Kansas City's defense always benefits from the fact that Pat Mahomes and Tyree Kill and them and Travis Kelsey put up so many points that they're always playing right. at an advantage. I don't think Tom's going to let that happen. Right. And and what we've seen uh, from Leftwich, from uh, Bowles, and from, from Bruce Arians, these guys come with a game plan. And as long as Mike Evans brings his hands yeah. to the game, because he also had the dropsies up there in Lambeau, which I felt like had a lot more to do with the fact that he's a warm weather guy than it did with yeah. a clutch factor. I think that was a, a newer kind of experience for him. But they're playing a home game. They're playing a home game with the greatest quarterback to ever lace him up <laughs> for all the marbles. You got to feel good about that. I personally cannot say enough about Tom Brady being this old and this effective. I'm really impressed. The only bad thing I got to say about Tom Brady is that he donned a MAGA hat once, and that was unacceptable. Other than that, what Tom Brady is doing now is really, really impressive. It is impressive, man, to be second in the NFL in touchdown passes. Man, that dude's got – he threw 40 touchdown passes, man. At 43 years old, he's second in the league in touchdowns. And everybody's saying, oh, he's playing a weak competition. He threw 40 touchdowns, and Aaron Rodgers threw 48 at 43 years old. 
Well, and guess what? They're, they're, they're all playing against teams that are in the NFL. So <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Who's, who's he supposed to throw him against? He didn't go play Ohio State. He wouldn't do him against the guys that were there. And he took the long way home yeah. because he had to go through New Orleans. He had to go through Green Bay. That dude had to go up there and go through uh, uh, who they beat first, Washington. Every football play is a chance for you to end your career. So the fact that he's getting you know protected and playing these snaps on the road, it just speaks to, to I, I just me personally, I just can't say enough about the guy. I really can't about about this his career. I know. One of the things I really like about him, one of the things that I like about him that people always throw that term around Aaron Rodgers is that Tom Brady is actually the gunslinger. Tom Brady will not <laughs> will settle not. for field goals. Tom Brady, when he was down and it was at the end of the half, he I'm said, he's like, I'm going to the zone. I'm going to the zone. And if you get, yeah, I'm over the top. I mean, you guys are looking for me to try to get a first. I'm The goal of the game is to get into the end and zone. This is what I'm doing. Arm left. I got Most just enough arm round. left to get it over your de- past exactly. your defender. I felt bad for you, man. I can't even remember his name that they picked on the whole game. He, he wasn't on suicide watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they fired the coordinator. Mike Pettis. They should. They fired him, so they let him go. <clears throat> the thing they is, should. That was, that was uh, a terrible plan. It's just so, so big. In big games, that's what's so impressive. And you watch Aaron Rodgers. It's more about stats with him. I always believed that he was a stack guy. People were saying, why didn't he run it in? Why didn't he run it in? He was looking to pad his numbers, if you ask me, man. He he could have ran it in for the touchdown. He said the dude was closing in on him. Where? He could have. Who was closing in on you? Defender was in the back of the end zone, but he wanted to pass it for the touchdown. Brady would do whatever it takes to win. He would do whatever. I mean, you remember when he went over the line, he went over the top and got speared by Ray Lewis? And Scuggs was and, and Terrell Suggs was there. Yeah. Uh, he he yeah. will do whatever yeah. it takes. That dude will do whatever it takes to win. Yeah. He wants to win so yeah. bad. He's the kind of guy you love to play with and against because he wants to win. You know he yeah. wants to win. And he doesn't just want to win. Right. He wants to take your heart. That's what I like about Tom. He's a killer. Never thought I'd be rooting for Tom Brady. Never, ever in life. No, no, he always comes through. He, you know what I've noticed? Like watching these playoff games is they have the tempo when the game starts is in his favor. See, what Kansas City is going to want to do is get the tempo in their favor because with Tom Brady, you can see like the game was kind of slowing down. He had the whole tempo of the New Orleans game, the, uh, the Green Bay game. I was like you were watching a different tempo and people were wanting, waiting to react to see, okay, how is Aaron Rodgers going to do once he's down? He's not used to this. He started the game down. Usually Green Bay's up, you know. And when he and got down, Kansas he just, City. He, he, right. Yeah, he got he pressed. You could see him pressing when he got down. And Brady challenged him on you know, every time. Okay, you scored, I scored. Okay, I'm gonna score again. Let me see what you do. And then JPP and them start getting to him. Changed the whole game, man. You got Sue, you got JPP. Three, lines, three turnovers. Well, I think the difference is going to be in the Super Bowl is that Tom Brady is not – they're not just going to settle for field goals. They're going to – he's going to go for it. And then their team, their defense, which is Kansas City's defense, actually thrives off of playing a, the team that's down that makes them into a one-dimensional team that has to pass all the time. So Tom Brady is not worried about that. They have yeah. a decent running game, but also he's going to light the sky up with Patrick Mahomes. So if you guys want to have a shootout, is loose. I'm here for it. <laughs> you want to have a shootout? I got 500 yards in this arm today. Yeah, he came back. <laughs> Might be I my last it. 500, but I got well, it. Back the last time they were down against Kansas City, man. So it's, it's going to be a good 
Totally I can't wait. Game, I'm actually really excited I'm about this. I'm thinking Kansas football. City, though. I'm thinking that. You think Kansas City? Wow. Okay. I'm going I, with I got Tom, Tom Brady in there. they win. I'm, I got Tom Brady in there. Uh, Tampa Bay. But I'm taking Kansas City because I just think Mahomes and them, they're vibrant. They got, you know, they got just enough, I believe, you know, to at least. They got more than enough offensively. But I'm very interested to see what the defensive scheme is going to be to slow down this offense because Eric Bieniemy is up there right. with the high, the top in offensive coordinators of all time, if you ask me, because what he's doing week in and week out, you see him confuse defenses. Yeah. Every single week since they got Pat Mahomes, he confuses the defense. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt blew it. Yeah. And guess what? They you plug what? and play. Yeah, you know what, though? What I like to see that. Yeah, and and what people don't recognize what they're bringing back a lot of is the run and shoot. I think I told you that before that they, they bring it back yeah, a lot of the shovel passes and all the the quick action and stuff. It's a lot of the run and shoot, and you have to come up with something that Tom Brady has not seen defensively in order to slow him down, and he's just about seen yeah, everything. everything. So it's going to be very very hard for you to introduce something new to him that he won't right. be able well, to but, figure out. But offensively, that's I mean, what that's, this is what they this is how they help the defense. Because offensively, they confuse the defense consistently. And Pat Mahomes is mobile enough to improvise. Travis Kelsey has got, you know, beautiful hands. And Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's out there like you're playing in the middle of the street. Tyreek Hill is doing stuff that's so outrageous. He's like he's yo-yoing. He's like he's Allen Iverson. He's like yo-yoing with the basketball out there. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know what their biggest problem is? It's the third option. It's Sammy Watkins, man, a.k.a. Juan Gonzalez of uh, the NFL. He's the <laughs> third God. option. They're just not solid there because he's always hurt. Nobody would ever brings it up. He's always got a quad injury, a calf injury, this injury, that injury. Like, man, if this dude, if they had a third option, they would completely be unstoppable because Hardman, sometimes he's dropping balls, and Mahomes is still figuring things out. Yeah. Watkins is going to play – this Sunday, I mean, uh, next Sunday for the Super Bowl. But if he consistently play with that third option, oh, man, it's almost impossible to beat him. Well, what, what Kelsey brings to the game is yeah. so difficult to contain, you know? Right. It's, it's, right. Man. And they run just enough. And Patrick Mahomes yeah. runs just enough. Their biggest thing is to keep yeah. him safe. And he has a tendency to flirt so good. with And the thing is, uh, they're not going to be able to run that much on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got good run defense. I think they have the best run defense in football, honestly. What do you guys think about that trade? Oh, the Jared Goff? Yeah, what do you think about the Jared Goff? Uh, I thought it was a great trade for both teams. Biggest trade in football, folks. First of all, let's say goodnight to Phillip Rivers' NFL career because he's done. So it'll be interesting to see now if uh, if yeah some new blood actually gets a chance. I'm very interested in that. And now we get back to, back to L.A. What made me think about that is uh, you talking about the trade in LA and regardless of uh, him playing for the Colts last year, I always think of Phillip Rivers as a charger for life. And uh, so that made me think of the, the, the new stadium, the SoFi right. stadium. Now we got Jared Goff who consistently showed you that he's inconsistent over his career. He got some good success with McVay. A piece that nobody speaks about is that Jared Goff can be great when given a great running game. And that's what he showed you throughout his career. When Todd Gurley was the yeah, best. Like most quarterbacks. Yeah, like most quarterbacks. Yeah, like most quarterbacks. And he makes good decisions when you're focused on the, stopping the run. Uh, 
so when Todd Gurley was the best running back mm-hmm. in football, Jared Goff looked like one of the top end quarterbacks in football. Since that's been abated, despite having an outrageously good defense, he's turned into a guy who doesn't necessarily get it done in the big games. And that's unfortunate because he has a lot of potential and he got paid a whole lot of money. Matthew Stafford is a guy that lights up the sky. And that boy puts the ball in the air. He's going to be hanging out out here with his hometown hero, friend Clayton Kershaw, who just won him a World Series, uh, who I would love to also see throw a football because yeah. I'm sure he has a host. <laughs> he's definitely got firepower. He's got a lot of firepower to work with. But, you know, Jared Goff sort of got the raw deal as well because I can't put it all on him. They had a bad scheme for him, and then they never got him the running back after they got rid of Todd Gurley. And with that, you're talking about him passing the ball 40, 50, 60, 70 times a game. You're one-dimensional at that point. You're not going to be successful in the NFL if you're just going to pass all the time. It's just not possible. Yeah, very difficult. So I'm interested to see – I'm interested to see because this is basically a fresh slate, a new state, a new slate, new start for Sean McVay. The defense is in place, mm-hmm. and we'll see what the offense does. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I just hope that Matthew Stafford's wife keeps her mouth shut. You know what I like about Sean McVay? I like the fact that he will trade the draft pick when everybody else is trying to hold on to it. Because really, you don't know what that right. draft pick is going to be once you. Once you get that guy on your team, you don't know if he's going to fit in your scheme or not. So he traded a uh, future first-round draft picks for um, for Max Stafford, and Max Stafford has been pretty much proven that you know he's a he's a gamer, man. That guy, that guy lights up the sky. great. It sticks to the theme of win now for the Rams. Well, Trucker Dave, we appreciate you. Right. Where in this great country are you now? Chicago, Illinois. Ooh, I see Chicago, the wintry mix. A lot of snow coming down out there. You be careful on the roads. Always a pleasure to have you on the Ozone. All right. Peace, peace. Peace. Okay, folks, moving on to the world of baseball, a monster trade just developed, and it it, uh, follows a disturbing pattern. It involves the Colorado Rockies and them giving up prime talent in their prime. They just got rid of Nolan Arenado. Wow. By by all rights is the best third baseman in baseball. Uh, When you talk about all around, nobody puts up numbers like Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado's numbers are stupid, and they are not mile-high, rocky stadium, poor stadium-based. His numbers are stupid on the road. His numbers are stupid at home. His splits are monstrous. And they didn't really get much back for him. What's your take on that? Well, I don't know actually what they got back for, but the Cardinals are actually stacked with pitching talent and everything else. For me, it feels like the Rockies, they always focus on offense, but they actually should be going after pitchers, you know, and defense more so to try to keep that tight down, that 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 explosion that happens in Colorado. You have to play half of your games there, but the other half that are on the road, if you can keep them manageable and then actually keep the scores down in Colorado to some form of fashion, then you can be more competitive. But giving away a guy like Nolan Arenado in his prime, well, I can't say that you gave him away because I don't actually know what they received for him yet, but it's a big it's a big ask. Now what is Trevor Story supposed to do? He's there butt naked pretty much right now. I mean, I think that the, the approach needs to be let's try to win the 81 games on mm-hmm. the road with fundamental baseball, and let's just slug it out at home. 
And, you know, the pitchers just have to take those lumps that when we're at home, it may get out of hand. It may not. Some guys pitch really well up there. I think Clayton Kershaw is one of the guys who really deals up there. There's, there's a handful of guys who deal up there, right. and they don't seem to have a problem. But I don't know, you know, whether you're talking about too low, whether you're talking about they, – they just have a history of getting rid of guys. Even Daniel Murphy, like, you know, who just retired. How about Daniel Murphy uh, saying farewell? Wow. Great career, career, though, you know. Very solid career. Came through big time. Super clutch. Um, another another thing that's very interesting is what's going down with the new owner of the Mets. Now he just shut down his own Twitter account. He just literally <laughs> he just literally canceled culture himself <laughs> because he was one of the people that was targeted by this GameStop movement on Wall Street. Because he lent the guy the money for Melvin Capital that was doing bad, that was shorting the GameStop, uh, GameStop stock. Mm-hmm. So GameStop stock, GameStop stock. It's tough one to say. Five times. So, uh, <laughs> so he tried to engage with Barstool Sports CEO Portnoy. Didn't go the right way. He got some death threats and he moved back. Now, what's interesting is, is if any of this will remotely touch what the Mets are trying to do because the Mets are out there making moves. They are. He's trying to seem like he's cleaning house and trying to make the Mets winners. And it'll be interesting to see if this has anything with turning the tide, which would be a super Mets thing to happen. That if they actually have someone who's trying to make the Mets win and ends up getting sabotaged because of his Wall Street situation, kind of like what happened to the Wilpons with Bernie Madoff. It's a it, it's crazy being a Mets fan, I would imagine. It's a really tough spot. But, you know. But he's got the talent there now. They got the talent. They got the talent. And they, they got the arms. As long as they don't have that bad strength and conditioning coach that seems to get everybody pulled oblique something. in January or <laughs> in March. Other. Yeah, it's always something with the Mets. But that it'll be interesting to see. Steven Matz is actually in Toronto now. Yeah, yeah. Matz went to Toronto. I'm interested to see if he can get a rehabilitation because it seemed to be like some mechanical stuff that if you could work with Matz on that, you could get him back to who he's supposed to be because that kid was a stud. Right. Yes, and he could swing the stick for a pitcher. Yeah, I mean that won't matter in the that won't matter in the uh, you know that won't matter in the American League. Won't but matter, he could. And obviously, the uh, the biggest news in Major League Baseball is that uh, an absolute icon of the sport passed away. Arguably, the greatest baseball player of all time, Mister Hank Aaron, passed away. I was fortunate enough to get to meet uh, Hammer and Hank. Man, was he a solid guy. And, you know, you see all the tributes pour in. This guy was almost like Jackie Robinson, the next phase of Jackie Robinson. He had to deal with extreme racism. He still performed, and he still maintained his integrity as a man. You you can't find anybody to say something bad about this man. And that's hard to do in 87 years on this planet. Yeah, Yeah, really unbelievable. I mean, you watch these highlights. I just Did you get that thing I sent you? With him hitting a bomb off of Bob Feller <laughs> in that no. old-timer game? Uh-oh. I sent it to your Twitter. They played an oh, old-timers wow. game. Bob it's Feller really is like 65 years old, still throwing 70 miles an hour, and he can't <laughs> throw a strike. And he gets 3-0, and and Hank Aaron hits a broken bat home run off him. Both of them were old. And he circled the sacks on him. It was pretty, pretty funny. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, yeah, I sent it on your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you hadn't seen it before? Uh-uh. Check it out. It's a, it's a fantastic. We have to throw the that in. Can't find uh, the play. Matter of fact, 
Cage behind the plate. Ernie, we got to throw this coat in. the hammer. Had one of the biggest ovations in pregame warm-ups, and he rifled a couple of home runs out, Jack. He hit four out of five pitches into those seats at one stage in batting practice tonight. And you know, Henry is doing that which he wants to do most in the world right now. He's working with those youngsters. Feller delivers. Well, he Kobe, but he doesn't really, on the farm system, he'll get out of the farm. He will not take the kid aside and try to give him a lot of advice himself, but he will take the fellow's coach or manager aside and tell him, maybe you'd like to teach him this or tell him that. He's currently the vice president of player development for the Braves. Well, you talk about records and honors. He has scores and scores of them. In fact, in 20-some-odd uh, seasons, 23 seasons, he hit 755 home runs. This could be 756. That's gone. Well, he's one of the few fellas you'll ever see given the green light on that 3-0 pitch. You just saw it. That's exactly what the fans came to see at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. And Henry Aaron lit a charge to that one, Jack. Right thanks those marvelous ribs. Yeah, I don't know whether you noticed it, too, or we may get a look later if we can, but the bat, a chip went off the bat as he hit the home run. Look at the reception that he gets in the National it's League. Yes, you can see the chip yeah, it's in his hand. Broken bat homer. <laughs> Let's look at it again. He's in front. He's on his front foot, but Jack the wrist carrying through. Armin Killebrew's reaction. Touchdown. <laughs> I got to interact with him twice, once at the great Frank Robinson's uh, memorial service at Dodger Stadium and once at the World Series at Dodger Stadium for Game 7. Both times, he just, uh, you know, it, it just blew my mind being able to speak with him for a little bit. It was a great experience and, you know, say RIP to the GOAT. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, we, we have a special guest in um, – Dave Winfield, who we thought was going to be on, but he's having some technical difficulties. Thus is the world of COVID. But we will figure out how to get him on and get a segment with you guys. I promise, promise, promise we're going to be more consistent. You can count on us with the ozone. I'll leave you with a quote from Emerson. And it says, the reason why the world lacks unity and lies broken and in heaps is because man is disunited with himself. Take some time, folks. In this slower period, if you have time, if you get to stay home, live in gratitude, count your blessings, recognize that we are all more alike than we are different. And we're all in this thing together. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and this is Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a game. This here is my life. Cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put them on me, put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put them on me, put the cameras on me, yeah. yeah.